Sooners of Oklahoma, 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide. What is going on? What is going on, Sooner Nation? You are tuned into another episode of the Barry and Mac Show. As always, myself, Barry, personal trainer and sports performance coach out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and alongside me, former Sooner and 2000 national champ, Damian Mackey. In this episode, we continue part two of our conversation, this time going into the defense, special teams, and this OU team moving forward. Please take time now, go leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us on social media at Barry and Mac SHW on Twitter. Damien's is at D underscore Mac 13. You can find me at letter B W I S E fitness at B Wise Fitness and on Instagram at the Barry and Mac Show. And while you're at it, go visit Sooners 360 to continue the discussion. Well, with that being said, let's start the show. With 20s, well, technically the offense put 20, so let's be very specific here. Uh, offense put 20 on the board, and we'll talk about special teams a little more in, in, in a bit. But the defense has their best outing since they played Nebraska. And I want to dig into the, the finer points of it, but they went out and did what they probably should do points wise they held Iowa State to 2.4 yards per carry they played the game that they were going to need to play to win you said that off the top and they forced some turnovers Stutzman gets a pick uh 25 gets an interception hey uh Woody has an early interception that I wasn't sure how they were going to call that one that one was interesting as it was happening uh, but they gave him the pick and OU held them down. It, it felt like Iowa State, just like last year, uh, got into a little more of a rhythm the, as the game waned. And maybe if that game lasts another quarter, maybe the result's different, uh, but it wasn't. And OU was able to get the W. The defensive line, I think this was the first uh, team they've played since they've played Nebraska, where just kind of athlete for athlete, it was it was a lot closer if not OU had the advantage and i think that showed just some of the push that they were able to get um up the middle and on the edges right you saw 8 get the start today um or yesterday over 14 uh you were able to see a little bit tighter in coverage and i want to ask you about that with a uh, 5 making a return but i would i would take the stance that the defense did relatively what it needed to do if they're going to be a team that, that that improves they showed improvement in certain key areas particularly in coverage and particularly at the defensive line where they weren't just giving up gaping stuff there wasn't explosive plays all over the field and i think it was a building block uh what says mr dmac yeah i think a lot of that is, is on point the D-line is still uh, lacking. They left so many sacks on the field. Oh, my God. But like you said, they're actually getting some pressure. They were moving the quarterback around in the pocket. Uh, and they hit home. I think Kelly got a sack. 
Um, and, and they had some stuff cooking in the backfield on some run plays too. Cole got in there a couple of times. Uh, Redmond got in there a couple of times. So good to see. You know, the game is so much about chemistry and then difference makers that um, I, I, it, it kind of resonates with what I'm seeing on the offensive line. I think the defensive line knows who they are. And I want to take you to a specific play. I think it's it's the play after Turk, who, like you said, phenomenal day on special teams. We're in some bad situations. And everyone, he got them on the other side. We got the ball on the other side of the field. They were on their side, which was phenomenal by him and literally in the back of the end zone. But when, when Turk drops that one on the one-yard line and they have to throw, I think they try to run the ball and we stuff them up. And so they're throwing the ball go watch that play you can see a defensive line who and this just is my own trained opinion they are so trained to not over try to overdo something because they aren't talented enough to just kick ass that they literally just they all get pressure in their lanes not one guy throws the the guy on them or crosses the face to really make the quarterback do something different and what happens is is he's able to step right up into the pocket and then of course you got two on an island with anybody who's not a statue. Two doesn't even get close to touching him, and he's out the gate for 30 yards out of the end zone. Yeah. I, I, that's a problem, and I think there's something to that because that play, you've got two or three D linemen who are pushing their offensive linemen directly into the belly of the quarterback. They're either just not good enough players to try to throw him and make the play, or they're kind of paralyzed by – I, just, I better do my job or I'll get in trouble and film. So, right, the good of it is they're, 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 getting, they're getting more pressure than they had been doing um, sheesh, since Nebraska. The bad of it is this is a game of difference makers. And when you have a chance to make a difference, it is really important that you do because this is a game that's really unforgiving to those who misplays. How many times do you see the team drops the pick the next play, they score a touchdown. How many times do you see the guy misses the sack, the quarterback breaks away and throws a first down? Like football in its own way has its own rules, right? It has its own rules that say if you don't make a difference and make the play, you're going to have to suffer the consequences on the back end. And so from a D-line perspective, listen, man, they're still the biggest problem on the team. And I say that just respectfully, data, the 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 film you know um the eyeball test from the casual if you ask casual fans casual fans may say backers too but the the d line is not doing our linebackers any favor and our linebackers being slow to react obviously compounds that concern but relatively speaking on saturday they did have one of their better games of the year and and barry i believe the team will have to depend on that group more so than ever moving forward, they're going to have to pull a rabbit out of a hat. And so against Texas Tech, we cannot just depend on our cue. Against against Spencer Sanders, guys, he played terrible yesterday. Shout out to Oklahoma State, losing 48-0 with their starting quarterback, just saying. Mm. But against Spencer Sanders, the D-line has to cut off some angles and give our, our linebackers an opportunity against Baylor. Their quarterback, he, there's a reason the other kid transferred out. This kid can run and throw. So the D-line yesterday made more plays than they have in a month. 
And kudos to them for that. We actually got a sack from a D lineman. And by the way, Kelly just kicks his guy's ass, which is which is pretty sweet. Um, but from a relativity standpoint, man, we've got a long way to go. And we're gonna need those guys to really improve. You know, someone said something and it was a casual. I saw it on a message board or something. Maybe I saw it on Sooners 360. I don't know. But someone said, Hey, I gotta ask. Does anyone see our guys try to swim or do an arm over or try to rip through? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know that I've seen a ton of that this year in the sense of just 1v1 having a a move that a club and rip that 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 our guys do. I don't know that I've seen it a bunch. And, I, I you know, that's something when you watch Clemson play, you see those guys do all the time. So, I, I again, I, I, it just makes me wonder how much thinking is going on in those guys' heads versus going out and just playing football. Interesting. I mean, that's something we even, you know, highlighted over on, on the site with, with Vasek, you know, with a guy who, you know, I'm assume, I'm going to assume he still stays with Oklahoma, but you see a lot of those moves and, and having a plan as a defensive lineman to, to win your one-on-one -on -one and like, all right, the next couple plays, I'm going to go outside. I have a little freedom. I'm going to do that so I can set up this inside move because I'm, I'm going to predict tendencies. And when you get guys taking ownership of the game in that way, and every guy taking ownership of their own spot and what they need to do to win, not just what they need to do to be in the area so that it looks like they're doing the right thing that's when you go from good to being elite you know but does you have those guys i think that is the ultimate question and that's where recruiting is going to have to be a, a big part of you know their jump going forward particularly going into the sec uh but moving to backer i i think the backers Played quite a bit better, man. I, I still think in coverage, they, I don't know what the solution is going to be for them in some of those cases, particularly those intermediate throws where it doesn't feel like they can, they can get back there soon enough. Like, like they're almost left in no man's land, but against the run, I thought, uh, 28 was pretty solid. You know, two definitely had some moments, uh, but and and you got to account for the interception. And th this is one of the things I wanted to bring up is I don't think it's fair to to be critical of of a player and and, and I just think it's a little bit a little bit disingenuous to to be critical of a guy when they they aren't you aren't making the plays that they're supposed to be or you think they should be making and then they go out there and they convert on those plays right even a guy like 25 i think it's it's important to be honest when they they don't perform or when things just don't look like they should at a program like OU and you know a guy like 28 who has had some you know picks that he's he's dropped he's had some opportunities he goes out there and converts and is able to actually you know force a turnover and and make a big play i want to get your your opinion on this because i i know there's a level of being a difference maker but for this team with knowing what they are i think it is a give credit 
where credit is due, game by game situation. And I feel like a guy like 28 um, in this game went out there and and played pretty solid. And I and I think there should be some credit uh, and some points uh, towards that. Are you asking me? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a little uh, taken back. So first things first, you brought up 25, right? Yeah. I did. Okay. So are we talking about 25 or 28? Well, let's go 28 first. Let's go okay. 28. We'll get okay. to 25. Okay. Perfect. So 28 forced a turnover. He baited the he baited the quarterback to make them believe he was going to buzz to the flat area or stay shallow in the hole. And then he stepped back, got right in the window, caught the ball. Phenomenal. By the way, he needed to score. He needed to run his helmet right through the middle of the quarterback's chest and get into the end zone and not get pushed out of bounds as a middle freaking backer. But I digress. 28's inconsistent. 28's a guy who, you know, you shouldn't be surprised when he makes plays. He's a big, strong, fast guy. I mean, he, I mean he's 6'3", 238. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a huge dude. Uh, he's just inconsistent and doesn't have a level of physicality that I think is necessary to be an uh, Oklahoma caliber backer. I don't even think Rocky or, or you know, any of those guys, Teddy, none of those guys, but just kind of like he's still on the developmental side of his career because it's his second year. It's his second year, right? He Or is yep. he in his third year? Because oh, he, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tw 20. No, so he played. Yeah, he did. He, play? he, he played in 20. Yep. But he gets a COVID. Yep. He gets a COVID. Okay, so he he could essentially have three more years. Um, he's not a guy. I, I I don't think he should be on the bench. I don't think he, you know, he's not playing his best ball. He makes some bonehead plays. That fourth and 12 is going to drive me crazy. I can't imagine what Coach V is saying, but I I try to give him credit because he tracks the ball fairly well. He runs in space. For, he's the best backer we have in space, if you don't include White as a backer, and he's a DB. Um, and I think he's on the, again, developmental side of his career where he's, you know, this is his first year being a full-time starter, whereas last year he kind of was in the mix with the other guys, B.A. and White and those guys. He, he kind of went in and he got injured for a while. So 28, I'll give you that. I, I think I could buy that. I think I could buy that. He's just not an OU level backer yet, but he's developing and I'm going to give him another year to, to, to continue to do so. Now, 25, you, we're on opposite sides of the spectrum. So with 25, I, I know he has had the issues game to game that, that have been highlighted, being late, but I, I want to highlight that it obviously seems that he is making some impact somewhere that is putting him on the field. <laughs> and it there has to be DMAC. I, I, I definitely won't uh, pump so much sunshine and it is to say that he's not making mistakes, but I think there's mistakes to go around. I think sometimes it is really easy to have him be sort of the uh, the the poster child, if you will, for what the secondary, could be and why it's being held back but it's also important to to highlight that he goes out there and he does make a play right there was a, a play on the edge where he blows up a, a block on a receiver on a third and short 
I think it was where where he forces it. Um, can't remember who ends up making the tackle, but Iowa Jane State Davis. ends. There you Jane go. Davis. So who's another guy who he gave up the the that little out pass on the boundary, but he tackled well on the edge. That he had some open field, which is what the the staff has said about him. He had some open field tackles where he makes the play. If not, it goes for another twenty. I mean, it did already go for like ten to fifteen, but whatever um but he's able to make the play but 25 he had some moments here i think for him it just the how he performs and you'll probably agree with this it depends on the the level of that team they're playing against i i think against an iowa state he can go out there and really make an impact i think he i think he did for the most part knows where to be gets to that spot like I said, makes the interception. I think his issue is when that that talent notches up, he just doesn't quite have the athleticism and, and the ability to move that an elite guy like a Bowman, right? Or, or even like a Key Lawrence to some extent when he's fully healthy. Um, I, I think that's the, the ceiling. But I'm going to grade him on what he is and what this OU defense is and say, solid outing right i I think i think i think it wasn't (laughs) i think it was not i think it was not a horrible outing by the defense i think they gave up plays that this team is just going to be giving up this year and that's where i stand on that i i don't disagree with the defense relatively speaking points wise yards wise we gave up 66 yards rushing. We gave up 13 yards rushing. We had, I mean, 13 points. We had given up 40 points for consecutive games. So in all those areas, I concur. But 25's interception is an overthrow. He's not covering anybody. He's not breaking on a pass. He's not undercutting a receiver. He's in an opportunistic place. And here's what he does that I give him credit for. He catches the ball. Thank you. We needed that. And, and I'm not, it's not a slight. It's actually hallelujah because we needed that play. Um, you know, the play where he blows up the DB or the receiver on the on the edge. He's supposed to do that. We should not give daffodils and rainbows because he does what he's supposed to do. Right. Someone was like, oh, Mackie, he made the play on fourth and one. No, he didn't make the play Two made the play Two cut the gap. 25 is the unblocked DB coming off the weak side edge. And because two comes and splits the A gap and stops the running back's feet, 25 cleans it up. But it's not as if he's making difference maker plays. Dang, it makes me, you're making me sound like a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) You're making me sound like a jerk, but I have to tell the truth. We have to be honest. We have to be honest. If we're going to say the most anemic offense in the conference, one of the most anemic offenses in the college football PF power five conferences is a game where he can be like, like decent, then you're not supposed to be at OU. That guy should not get major reps at OU, especially when a kid like three could imagine three's confidence in a game where there isn't some huge, you know, there's not three NFL guys or three all-conference guys or three, four, four guys where one mistake and somebody scores 60 on you. This is a game where we had pretty much Woody following Hutch. All right. And by the way, Jay yeah. Davis played well against him too, but Woody had a lot. Woody, Woody was following him a lot around the field. 
This is a game where you can get three on the field and get some real confidence in a game where we can see what he has to offer. I'm looking at it purely from a business lens. Like I said to you months ago, I'm not naive enough to believe my years, Mark comes, Brandon Jones comes, right? There's guys coming during my years. I remember uh, I'm hurt. But the 0-2 season, Kurt and Savo fighting for their lives to keep their starting positions. I remember we would have the conversation. Now, of course, I always felt like ain't nobody taking my spot. And if they do, they better be a dog, right? Because Dre goes to defense. So MC's playing X. I'm playing H. Jay Norman's in the NFL. Who's taking my spot? I wish you would take my spot. But, I, you know, the guys are coming. The, 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 the talent is coming. I would have been okay, uh, Barry. I would have been okay, but I would have understood if a better player came and took my spot because they deserved it. I'm not sitting here on my high horse saying I was the best to ever play and, and I was I was dope. No, that's not the case. I did what I, I could to help the team win. And I feel like there are guys who have a higher ceiling, more potential, and can duplicate what he does. There's nothing that he does from a tangible standpoint, an intangible standpoint a leadership component that translates into positive impact. I don't see it. I haven't seen it. You know what I remember? I remember Jacobs when we played against Alabama. I remember LSU when every possession they found where he was on the field. <laughs> I remember Kansas last week where the first play of the game or the first possession of the game, he can either make the interception or he can literally be responsible for them catching the first touchdown of the game. And that's not a prejudice. It's just a mountain of film. It's a mountain of film. Yeah. <laughs> you yourself said, you yourself said, yeah, you know, he gave up 12 yards, but if he wasn't there, he got, like, dude, for him to not be there, we would have had to be playing 10 on 11. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no situation where we're playing 10 on 11, right? If three's there, we got to ask ourselves, does three get there? Does three get a hand on it? Does three, whatever, right? Or maybe three busts. So 25... And by the way, I'm seeing people like, oh, man, we got to give props to 25 guys. He caught the interception that any D1 football player better catch. Granted, Key dropped one last week. I think Woody dropped one a couple weeks ago. So that doesn't always happen. But those guys have made game-changing difference maker plays, too, which warrants why they get PT. He helps clean up a fourth down, which, again, he's the unblock safety coming off the weak side of the formation which means there's no one there to block him he better get in there and help clean that thing up it's a good play but i'm not giving him the the master credit because two believe it or not again coming forward two's a good player two coming forward makes the play he does cancel a receiver blocker and basically cut all angle away so the defense can get there um, on one of those quick screens and that's a that that's that's a play that he himself doing what he was coached to do makes an impact his pick is an impact. His cleaning up on fourth and one is an impact, but he wasn't the difference maker on those plays. He and what he did, he didn't get the tackle on the quick screen, but his ability to cancel that blocker is why we were able to stop them and get the spot that was, you know, shaky at best. We'll take it. Uh, but I, I'm sorry, bro. I, I hear where you're coming from, and I'm sure some people are going to disagree. You know, I said, hey, man, we had a ugly win yesterday on Twitter. And, like, people were like, it wasn't ugly. That was the best we beat them since 2015. Like, yeah, and 2015 just happens to be when Lincoln Riley took over and he plays finesse style and they don't. Right? Like, duh. We used to kick their ass before Lincoln Riley was our coach. You know why? Because we had a hard nose. It was an ugly win. Right? But, you know, 
putting context to 25. Let's here we go. Watch this. You ready? I'm going to ask you a question. We're going to put context okay. to what you just said. <laughs> let's do it. Let's, well, let's do, do it. it. Here we go. We've got two positions. And, and let the question go all the way through. We've got two positions in the secondary. Based upon who's healthy today, who's your first two safeties you're putting out there? Uh, At Oklahoma. University of Oklahoma's defense. You got all the guys. So just the guys that are healthy. By the way, I think 17's healthy. He just didn't get any run. And that's the rumor. But let's just yeah. say, right? You've got two positions to fill. Who are you putting out there as your two starters? It'd still be five and twelve if they're both okay. healthy. Okay, they're that. Okay, boom. We those guys are out. Who's your next two starters? Behind them, man. I think seventeen's played really good. Um, man, he wouldn't be in my next two. He wouldn't. I think he's nah. played solid, but I loved what three did. Um. Jeez, who else would I put it at the right at that other spot? Why aren't mm -hmm. you saying 25? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're killing me. I'm just no, I'm asking. Like I'm just interested. Yeah. <laughs> I, it would be 25. He's, it would. Okay. It would be cool. 25. Yeah, it would be three and 25. So then your third teamers would be 17 and six? 17 and six. You have six? 25 ahead of six. Let me ask you this question. Who had a better game yesterday, 25 or 6? I would say 25 had a better wow. game. Wow. <laughs> wow. We've got to watch the film. We've got to watch the film. We've got to watch the film. Did 6 have an interception, D-Mac? Oh, oh, God. Here we go. The quarterback <laughs> threw a loaf of bread. By the way, he caught the ball. I got to give him credit. He caught the ball. But if, 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 if 6 has that same opportunity, does he catch it or drop it? Six catches it. If 25 is in the hole on some of the plays, go watch how six addresses some of the quick schemes they run in the slot. Uh, go yeah. watch how he, go watch how he, and by the way, I'm not trying to shit on 25, but if I'm the coach, it's 12 and three, it's three and six. And then it's, it's, it's 17, it's 17 and 25 before even 37, 37 is the last guy on the, on the bench for me, but that's interesting. I, I can't put, I can't put, I can't put. There's no way I put uh, Broyles ahead of uh, the kid from uh, UNC. I, I, that's me. That's my opinion. I think six catches that ball. I think six comes off the edge and, and cleans up after two, kind of stops the running back's feet. I don't know if six cancels the DB or the receiver like 25 did. That's a play where 25 gets super props for it. He canceled his ass. He, he, he smacks him in, in the ear hole and he literally gives the receiver nowhere to go. But I also believe three or four of the tackles six makes, 25 doesn't touch the receiver. Yeah, six has a little bit better nose for, for the football. And I think he just gets in there a little more. He's a little more, you know, kind of Jaden Davis in, in the open field, I, I think. Just his ability to tackle and have a little nasty to him, have a little bit of edge when the ball's in the air as far as I did. 25 has not demonstrated the kind of the ability to just launch and take someone out and and time it well upon the catch you know and do it in today's day and age of of college football where you you know you really can't knock someone out but there's still an ability to hit someone and six has shown that but 25 is out there for some reason d-man <laughs> 25 that's, that's all i'm gonna say football. 
in six years of football, 25 has not demonstrated the ability to tackle unless he has the angle, <sighs> the end. He, there we show go. me, show me consist, show me three times where he, you know what I mean? The running back's <laughs> running yep. to the edge and he's inside out where the running back can't cut up. He'll make that tackle. He's in a 50, 50 area against show me three of those tackles. He makes in space in six years. Show them to me. Somebody, somebody, uh, uh tag me on film where 25 is in space and makes three tackles in six years. And I'm not saying this just to, 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 to piss on the kid, man. I mean, by the way, I met him. He's actually a solid dude. Like I would buy him a beer when his career is over and I would poke fun at him. Cause that's how, by the way, that's how they did us. When I'm in town, I saw, I saw Corey Ivey and I saw Mike Woods. This is a uh, K-State. They were like, D-Mac, I'll still house you. I'll still lock you up. Like, bro, you wild. Like, no, you won't. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all teams was trash. You know, we right, we have there's banter. There's banter. There's banter. So hopefully he don't get booty tickled if I give him a hard time because that's that's just showing we got love for you. You a sooner, man. He'll always be a sooner. He'll always be with anything that we do as a program, organization, alumni association, all that stuff, he's invited to, but we saw the games, bro. We saw the games. Like, bro, you gotta, you gotta take that one on the chin. But yeah, I, I, he's thirteen for me, just based upon bodies we have now. I probably would start him before seventeen, just because seventeen hasn't played in you know three weeks, and seventeen was a deer in the headlights on that first touchdown against Nebraska. That's a good point. And I think seventeen needs another off season. Exactly. I think he needs one be more. A player. He he's he needs player. one more. I I like the way he moves. I actually think he's one of the best kind of movers in and out of um, breaks, just kind of changing angles and going the other direction. I actually think he moves really really well. I think where he gets lost is is just confidence of knowing where to be. Just I just don't think he gets there. And and is confident enough in where he is supposed to be, and and plays loose enough. But I also think he needs more, more frame to him. And and a guy like that probably going to take another year of like really being bought in on the nutrition side. Um, and and having already laid a foundation, like we said, you know, Schmitty would have an impact in this off season, and I think he has. But I think you see it in spots where there was fantastic buy-in you had a guy like gray where he was all in and you, and you can't be um a those coaches cannot be with those players 24 7. they cannot control their sleep they cannot control their hydration they cannot control if they, they they check their meals and they make sure guys are getting fed but they're not with them on the weekends right that they're they're not with them every single second hour of their life so there there's this idea that coaches kind of hold the players hands through all of this and while some players get more hand holding than others and i just know that from personal experience of working with people there is an a, an amount of buy in that has to happen on the players side and if it does not happen, you won't see change. And I think you see change where you saw buy-in. We've heard it now that, you know, there was some work that the staff had to do to keep a, a lot of the core of this team together. And that means that there wasn't 100% buy-in. 
in my opinion. If you have to work to keep somebody there, then that means to some extent there wasn't 100% buy-in of what's coming, right? Of, of where the program's going to be, of what you could potentially be. Now that you have an influx of, of new talent who are coming to OU to be with this coaching staff, I think now you will see the buy-in at, at a different level. Um, real quick, just because I want to make sure we give them um, mad props, man. Special teams, I know we've highlighted it throughout the pod, but just fantastic performance by Turk. And funny enough, we actually said in the podcast before just how valuable he will be in this game and that his previous games, he's left some meat on the bone, yeah. right? In terms of ball placement and, and stuff. And, and and we've known that he's a he's a better punter than that. Uh, what do you think about Turk's game, man? Man, he showed up big time. You know, you know, again, to me, you are a product of your actions on the field, right? And it it Turk. And there hasn't been a game this year that he was the reason we lost. Like there, he hasn't dropped a punt. He hasn't, he's had a couple of that, like 15, he's had a couple go off the side of his foot. He actually has, but not in the mat, not in the moments where it really mattered. He had two, he really had three. He had two punts where he's six to eight yards deep in the end zone. One of them he's nine yards deep and he gets them back on the minus side of the field for them. And even though it's on their 49, we're still on the minus side. That's a big deal. The other one, I think he gets it to like their 30. It's like a 60-yard punt. And then, of course, he has the punt later on in the game where he kicks it 61 yards and it's on their one-yard line. That the, There's something to that. There are players who just, when the moment is tight, the anxiety builds, the lights are the brightest. And, of course, it's context, right? The lights are bright on punt. But, hey, man, those are huge, huge plays. Relative to the game, he comes through. By the way, you know what that means? That's film for Sunday. That's film for the league. He's a guy who an NFL, you know, franchise is gonna say when the when the Sooners needed him or coming out of the end zone or in a clutch moment, you know, you said it. You're the one who said it, it wasn't we, it was you. You were like, Mikey, we need Turk to da 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 da. He had one of those. Uh, a Turk-esque punts where he not only kicks it 55, six yards plus in the air, he has that spin on it. And it literally hit in, at the one and a half yard line and went 90 degrees. That's talent. That's guts. That to me, that's a dog playing his position. You're a dog when you make that play, when it matters, right? Like for me, I caught 30 balls my freshman year, and I think 28 balls or 29 balls. My, you know, I caught 60 balls in two years. I, I played two years. I caught 60 balls. I think I scored, I don't know, seven tugs, something like that. But you know what You know what my, my reputation was? If it's third and eight and the ball comes my way, I'm catching that mother sucker. Like straight. You, mm. I was not going to allow my reputation to be like, you know, Mackey's one of those front runners where he only wants the gadget plays. Nah. There is a play in Kansas, the game we almost lose. If you go back and watch the film, the 2000 season, it comes down to us needing a first down, and we run ace 96. And all it is is a one-on-one curl. And, and we're on the sideline, and coach looks at me, and this is Leach. Oh, no, 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 this is Mangino. And we're running ace 96. He's like, okay, we're going to run it. He, he calls us over, like, we're going to run ace 96. He looks at me like, Mackie, can you make the play? Josh Heupel's looking at me. Everybody's looking at me. Like, hell, 
Fucking yeah. Yes, I'm making the play. Go watch the play. I get pass interference. The guy hits me early. I'm not dropping that ball. So so when I see Turk and, you know, by the way, that's not a play. That's not an Antoine Savage takes it 70 to the house. That's not Curtis Fagan catches the fade against Nebraska. But all of those plays don't even matter if we find a way to lose against Kansas, which is kind of ironic. And on that 39, you got to make the play. So when you see Turk make those plays, people try to, and the football people know, but like it hell of matters. And, uh, you know, it, it feels good to see the program is starting to change. I, I, how, how big of a, and I know we're talking special teams, but I want to say this because we didn't mention him. And, and I kind of did at the beginning, but white is a turning into a difference maker. And if we're going to talk about 25 and we're going to talk about 28 and we didn't even talk about two, I told you, don't, I text you. What did I text you about two? Like, don't bring two up. Cause if you bring two up, it's going to make me sound like a villain again. And I didn't want to do that. But, um, 23 man he's clearly buying in he's clearly finding comfort he's clearly the game slowing down i think you talked about it last week the game slowing down the guy is doing things that we saw him do on film when he was in high school i would even say when he was a puppy when he was playing with uh, on the side of murray where he was kind of wet behind the ears and was kind of just playing off a of talent he's making plays like that now consistently and when you see that happen and you see that be a foundational piece, because he's going to leave. I don't think he comes back. I don't know if he can, but he is a guy who, if I'm the pup and I'm the pup behind him, I'm listening to him. With all due respect, I would not listen to 25, bro. I mean, I'm not hating on him, but like if I was a young puppy behind 25, I wouldn't listen to him. But if I'm the guy that's behind uh, White, if I'm Canic, or I'm Roe, or I'm one of these younger guys coming up, trying to figure out my way, I am absolutely going to be paying attention to, to what he's doing and, and how that concerns. So just, just uh, you know, before we get things situated and, and close out, Barry, I want to say a couple of things. Offensively, good to see a nucleus in the O-line starting to improve. I think those guys are taking steps in the right direction. I don't necessarily agree with all the personnel groupings, but I'm seeing some things and some some schematic uh, strategies happening that I think are going to that have impacted the team in a positive way. Um, shout out to Gray. Gray had another great game. You know, Gray's a great player when when he's not in the game. It's more problematic for us because the other alternatives are not playing as well as we had hoped. Um and Farouk, man, Farouk has a total uh, 100 yards of total offense. He has a great run where he essentially breaks the tackle, gets up out of it, and then proceeds to, uh, you know, score a touchdown. Second TD on the year. Really good to see. He might get into our state conversation. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. Right? Hopefully he can continue to score tugs and, and get into that conversation. Defensively, I think it starts and ends with 23. I think zero is in a position where he's starting to, uh, again, put together some more positive games after having a rough patch for, for an area of the team. I think his versatility helps him. Um, his tackling absolutely helps him. Going into Baylor week, uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, a special, uh, some special guests we may be having going into this week. You know, Barry's working on something right now. Barry, I, I'll let you speak upon it later, but he's working on an opportunity for us to sideline with one of the, the Baylor um, podcast folks who do a really good job and I think it'll be pretty cool to have us give our takes versus those guys and their takes 
But guys, thanks again. This has been, uh, you know, this is just always a good time. You guys do the best. You guys are great. And, uh, you know, continue to plug in and watch, man. You know what I'm saying? We want you guys to participate and ask questions and and, and be included and, and seek some of the things you guys would like to know. But at the same time, we just want to keep it genuine, keep it real, and do the best job we can at representing our program, guys. Have a good day. I appreciate you guys. Very Max Show.